It's my slogan. It truly is. I was born late. Um, all right. Welcome to the State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. And I am Mike Watts. <laughs> Today, we're talking about the Urban Meyer video, which is the NFL's Jacksonville Jaguars head coach and the viral video that has taken over Twitter and the sports world in general. If you are at all into sports, no matter what sport I think you're into, even if you're not into sports, you've probably seen or heard about this video. So we're going to talk a little bit more in depth of give our opinions and thoughts on this video. And before that, I like it's hot still. I'm ready for it to not be hot. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for Halloween. And it's legit um, going to be 88 today. So my New York ass is not used to this heat just yet. I don't know how you're feeling since you're from Maine, which is even colder. But um, I'm just like, I want to wear my sweatshirts and I can't. It's I'm too hot. It is funny. It's funny to be in Miami when usually it's like sweatshirt and sweatpant weather. Yeah. You know? And last weekend we went to a fall festival at this place called the Berry Farm, which was awesome. And they just have pumpkins. Like they brought pumpkins from someplace. Bring them in. Yeah. They brought them in. They laid them out on the ground, you yeah. know? And so like our kids are like, let's get a pumpkin. It's like, okay. It's so different. Cause in Maine you have to like, you schlep there, you go through the mud and the dirt. You have to get yeah. on this rickety old tractor with hay bales on it and you go out to the pumpkin farm and then you go cut your own pumpkin and you haul it back in. <laughs> and, uh, here it's just like, you know, fake grass and you just take your pumpkin off the ground. And they had like hay bales. So it was so dope. There was hundreds of kids. It was wild. You know, it's just like they, they built this farm, built a play zone basically for kids. And that's so like, this would be great to come back for every holiday. Like Thanksgiving, they do stuff at Christmas, um, but it's weird. It's weird that it's, you know, it's 88 degrees, you know, yeah. it's almost, that's like 28 degrees Celsius for those of you not in the United States and, or 28 or somewhere around that. And it's humid, you know, like you yeah. walk outside and you still sweat all the time. <laughs> and yep. Yeah. They have a farm like that out here. Actually, it's called like sweet eats or sweet treats farm. And they do the same thing. It's just like, I don't even know how many acres because I have no concept of acreage coming from Long Island. Um, but it's it's really big, really, 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 really big. And um, they have exactly what you're saying, like a whole – all of, a truck and a tractor and all – it looks like a farm. It is a farm. But then there's mm -hmm. all these other things that the kids can do. And actually, <laughs> we'd gone last year, but this wasn't there this year – last year probably because, like, it was still kind of COVID-y. And so this year – tons more people and more attractions, which was cool. And I walk in and I was like, well, we are definitely in Texas because they literally, you have to sign a waiver that pretty much says like, if you die or break something, like you can't hold it's your us. Fault. It's your yeah. fault. And there are these huge, huge, I don't, I don't even know what they're called, but it's like, hay that's rolled up. So it's not like a brick like i think of like a hay barrel or whatever like or maybe it is a hay barrel you know like the big hay like the big looking things yeah 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 yeah, yeah that you put on you know, it's, yeah grass and they there's right. a name for it that i can't remember but yes. well these things are like six like no joke like 15 16 feet high and round and they're all lined up and the kids are climbing on top of them and just jumping from one to the next yes <laughs> And, and all the parents are just like chilling, you know, just like watching. The, and I'm just, nobody fell, which was, I, at least nobody while I was there fell, which was a yeah. nice thing to learn about that people aren't constantly dying on these things. But I was just like, yep, we are in, we are not in New York. We are not in Oregon anymore. We are just jumping from hay barrel to hay barrel here. Um, and Antler, of course, wanted to go on there, but that, that wasn't happening. So, mm. um, it, it is strange. Cool. It's strange to like what you know is what holiday seasons, like what seasons have been mm -hmm. before and what you're accustomed to. And then you're in this new phase where it's like, wait a sec, what the hell's going on? Like, why yeah. is there no snow? Why is it still so hot? You know, <laughs> but I like it. I, I like the heat. I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm glad not to be putting sweatshirts on you know, <laughs> at this moment I, in, in Maine. I miss it. Yeah. 
I do miss it. But I think the the other thing is like, I really came from Oregon before here. I was in Oregon for five years before this. So it got cold, but it never got, I mean, we had a few days that were below freezing. So it always got cold enough that it was like, yeah, when I think of Christmas and I think of New Year's and Thanksgiving and all just the holiday season, it's like, let's get your nice sweater on and your corduroy pants, right? And your boots. But it was never hot, like cold enough where you were just like freezing your ass off and you're like, I don't want to go outside. It was always like mm-hmm. nice, a nice cold. So I do miss that. I do miss that here. Just, yeah, I want to put on my big fuzzy robe and step outside with my coffee and be like, ah, but I can't hear it because I'm like, I put a sweatshirt on to go to the gym this morning. It's like 630 in the morning. I walk out and I immediately take my sweatshirt off because I'm like, this is hot. It is too hot. Well, I did hear some people who came to Florida recently that live in Montana and they basically went for a walk outside in Florida with their sweatshirts on. So they were like treating it like a workout. So they just oh. sweat. They were just sweating, right? They're just like, this is our cardio this morning. And they walked for an hour outside with sweatshirt on and they just, just sweat their ass off. Yeah. And I meant to do that on my next walk because I've been doing these morning walks now, um, which I actually like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And it's been really nice. And so I meant to do that this morning and then I forgot. But it's like to go out and just. You know, it's like I want to shred a couple pounds off since I've (laughs) gradually been putting them back on. Put a garbage bag over you. That'll that'll really do it. That'll get you. I don't want to do it that bad. I'll just wear a sweatshirt. (laughs) That's you know, it's like I don't feel the need to be. I don't want to live in plastic, right? In that way. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but interesting. I mean, you know, we'll see how the how the holidays go for you. I mean, the first time is always kind of fun, but then I think you know, especially having antler, I'm like, oh, I remember playing in the snow, and I remember doing this, and mm-hmm. and you want to replicate. I didn't think this would happen, but being a dad, it's like I want to replicate the good parts of my childhood, right? Like with him. And that those are some of the fun times, right? Like the fun times is like, oh, it's snowing and it's a snow day. And oh my gosh, it's so exciting to wake up and, you know, listen to the radio. Cause that's what we used to do to see if our school is canceled. Um, Correct. Or you wait for the ticker on the bottom of the TV. Yes. What it yeah. used to show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah. and I, but then I also don't want to give, but then there's also the plus of like, well, now he won't. Like, get his face shoved in snow by the neighbor because you're, like, getting picked on or attacked with snowballs or, you know, whatever. Um, So there's the the good and the bad that he'll be missing out on and having to just re-navigate what we could do. Um, They have, like, fake snow stuff around here. They'll be like, Mm -hmm. oh, one night of fake snow. But it's not fake snow. It's, like, soap. Are you going to choke? You're... Mike, Mike is choking right now off air for anybody who's curious, but I think he's, I think he shall survive. Um, still choking. You're good. All yeah, right. I'm good. We're, wow. That's a, weir- right. it's a weird day so far. I have to be careful this morning. I had these, was it this morning? Yeah. These crazy hiccups. It just, they wouldn't <laughs> stop. You know, and Kate was just laughing at me in the kitchen and I couldn't <laughs> stop. And now it's, I took a drink of my beverage and. Just, you know, how like it's stuck in the wrong. Yeah. 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 Wild. Sorry to interrupt your fake snow story. No, you're fine. It's not fake snow. It's soap, which is really weird. Oh. Yeah. It's like a soapy, sudsy type thing. I don't know. That's what they well, I do, do know. I, I watched this real estate guy that I have watched, you know, for a few years on YouTube on and off. And last year for Christmas, they like hauled in snow. I've had somebody set up these whole snow things in the middle of California. I'm like, what a waste of money. (laughs) You know, it's just like, that's my own judgment. Right. I'm just like, God, what? It's like six hours to go go somewhere for the cost of bringing all of that crap in. You could just drive your family to Colorado from LA. Right. It's like, or something, you know, it's like, right. Just like have an actual trip to the mountains. Um, I know that's a little bit harder than having like a fun afternoon on snow, but Right. I don't Looking foresee for us something. doing that with our family to bring in. Yeah. No, yeah. go swim with dolphins on Christmas or something. You know, that's we're going to go to, I think we're going to go back to Maine. Oh yeah. For, for Christmas. Cr- yeah. For Christmas. Yeah. The oh, holidays fine. we don't, we, we made a decision years ago to stop traveling on the holidays 
because mm. the it's like such chaos airports like shut down airplanes canceled hotel like it's such a mess and so a few years ago we were just like we're not going to travel on holidays anymore and we just set it up for our family like our own expectations where it's like mm. you don't expect us to show up you know like if we do show up it's a bonus hello we're here right but mm-hmm. for for thanksgiving we're going to stay here and we decided to just like go back to Maine for Christmas because we have a longer, the kids have a longer break and we're just going to go either before or after or something like that. Yeah. And then in, we're going. And then, and then we'll see snow in January, February. We're going to go see my parents in Indiana. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. We're actually going back to New York, the island for Christmas. But because yeah, of our work schedule and Antler has like this like three week break or whatever, we're going to be going before everybody is going for Christmas and then coming home after everybody's going home for Christmas. Yes. Um, multiple, multiple reasons to be able to do that. If you work from home, like being able to do that is I think (laughs) helpful on the, on the wallet, on the stress level, on all of the levels. So, but that'll be fun. I'm hoping New York is such a hit or miss. If it, it could snow and it could totally not snow. So I'm kind of hoping that it does snow, but Indiana probably snows legit, right? Am I thinking? Yeah, because we were geographically- the Porter County, the region as they call it, which was 40 minutes east of Chicago. It's on the southern tip of Lake Michigan. So mm-hmm. we get all that lake effect snow in our little area. Um, yeah, it usually snows a lot and it's cold and it's cold. You know, it's like the windy city for a reason. I mean, it's yeah. cold. It's really hot in the summer and it's really cold in the winter. They had so. that like Arctic freeze, right? Didn't they have like negative yes. 26 or something? Yeah, it was last, I think it was last winter. It's like you, I, I don't know like how that. people live in that. I have a client who lives in Canada and in a region, an area of Canada. And they told me that it, they remember when they were younger, their mom would be like, listen, We've got to bundle up for school because, like, your eyelids could, like, freeze shut or some shit like that. And I'm like, what? What? I am, like, two first worlds. Like, I can't can't imagine living in the tundra. I just – I can't do it. But it's – they love it. Just bundle up, you know? Yeah. This goes into our podcast that we recorded recently regarding the funny things men do. Yeah. Right. Imagine yeah. just negative 26. You're like, I'm good. It's like, I'm in my, you I'm try in to, my hat. I'm fine. <laughs> you try to talk, your mouth are, are frozen shut. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the drool, like your saliva is freezing as you open your mouth. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I can tough it out. I'm fine. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Do you want to warm up? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, I'll be fine. I'll just walk it off. You know what I mean? Just don't stop walking. Uh, that's a good, that's a good reflection back. Um, so let's go, let's go into Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. We want to talk about this, uh, Urban Meyer video. So, um, Mike has done ex- extensive research on this topic. Extensive. And, I mean, you know, but we'll put in the show notes. So if anybody who wants to watch the video or if you're watching us on YouTube, if you didn't know, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, we'll put it in the description box below. So I watched Just, this. We should give a disclaimer um, because oh, this true. Is like, I don't know the proper way to do a disclaimer, but basically there we will be talking about men violating women, I guess you could say, or what's that called? Like assault. Yeah, would, sexual. Well, I would say, like, if you suffer from any type of sexual trauma, you might want to be aware of the conversation we're going to be having because we will be talking about breaking boundaries and things that could be could be triggering for people who have sexual trauma. So that's Great. that's kind of what Thank I would you. say there. That was a good way to do a. Okay, I've learned how to do a disclaimer now. Thank you, Aiden. Yeah, because um, you don't want to say what it is in the disclaimer. Like you don't want to be explicit because then you're just pretty much like, hey, watch out because this is going to happen. And then people are like, you've already shocked them, you know? (laughs) Good point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, make sure you – we're going to talk about this subject. So if you're sensitive to this subject, you might not want to listen to the rest of what I just talked about. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So Urban Meyer is currently – the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, 
NFL football coach. So if you don't know what the NFL is, that's the professional football league who on its side note has its own issues with a lot of the things we're going to talk about. Many of the players, this has gone on, but we're going to really focus on just this situation with urban Meyer, which taken place. And he used to coach the Ohio state Buccaneer or Buckeyes, Ohio state Buckeyes college football and Florida Gators I don't know if he coached someplace else, but he was very successful. He won a lot of titles, um, college football championships, and very well known in the college football scene, um, had very much winning records. So what happened at the beginning of this month, they were playing a Thursday night game and they lost 24 to 21 to the Cincinnati Bengals. They were in Cincinnati. He has family that's in Columbus, Ohio, which is close to Cincinnati. He decided as the head coach to stay back. The rest of the team flew on their team jet back down Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and he decided he missed snow. So he wanted to stay in Columbus again. Just kidding. But basically he wanted to hang out. With, he, he said he wanted to hang out with his grandkids and be with his family that's there. So they went out to dinner, I guess, at this restaurant. This is his story that's being explained. They went out to dinner and people were asking to take photos with him. And then they roped him into getting on the dance floor. And he decided to do that. But in the time while he was on the dance floor, there was a blonde woman who he was dancing with. And it's interesting, the narrative, the way the media portrays this information. And I will explain this further from some of the stuff that I've seen. But basically, he was gr this woman was grinding on him. And it was her butt into his uh, crotch area. And then his hand is in between her legs, basically, why she's grinding. And then there was a second video that was a different angle that came out at other where he was basically um, grabbing her kind of butt crotch area. Um, I could I don't know how to I'm trying to say that's about right i didn't yeah. see the other angle i actually i've only seen one video angle um and i from that angle i was i wasn't sure if he was grabbing her crotch or like holding down you know a hard on pretty much <laughs> it's like, right. which one are you doing like are you grabbing her crotch which you know is one thing and are you just like you know, holding yourself yes. down because you, you, you're in public. Because <laughs> like, the side, the, the one video is from the side and his hand right. is between his legs for sure. And yeah. then it's like sh her, it's basically like, it's like her butt is on his hand or something or he's holding yeah. down a butt, right? And the other video is from behind and it was not at the same time. So this was mm. videotaped a different, it was from her Snapchat. So she posted it on her own Snapchat and the video was taken from her Snapchat it was like, is this guy is basically grabbing, you know, me, but then she kept dancing with him. And then she posted photo, a photo of the two of them together and said, mm. does anybody know who this man is that won't stop flirting with me? You know? And so he had, took photos with other women, et cetera, at the bar. Um, he definitely was drinking and this is what happened. So the narrative comes out and he apologizes in like a 12 minute thing in front of the media and he goes in this whole thing about, I'm sorry, I made mistakes, I shouldn't have done it. And I find it fascinating. His demeanor is what I find very fascinating because he doesn't, the reporters are asking him questions. We can kind of go into this a little bit later, but like they're asking him questions. He's not even looking at them. He's looking down the whole time. He's mm. not even looking at the people asking him questions. He's just looking directly down at the desk in front of him. And he's not even looking at the people. So I know there's probably a lot of emotions into that. And then uh, also what came out regarding this is his daughter made a statement and I can read you his, his daughter, I guess has a pretty big following online. Um, let me see. Sorry. I had too many, too many tabs open here. Yeah. Deep diving, you know, you gotta, I, yeah. Cause I was just, it's, I wanted to know Gigi. So here's what she wrote via Instagram. His daughter's name is Gigi. And I think he has three kids from what I was, she has, yeah, like 27,000 followers on Instagram. Um, the reality, this is his daughter said, the reality of it is as much 
of our lives might seem different than everyone else's, we're still human. We have human things that we deal with, and this is one of those things. But the good news is we know my dad, and we know his character, and he's literally the most incredible person I know in my entire life. So that's what Gigi said. And then his wife came out and made a public statement as well. And his wife's statement was, where did, I just sent you that link, didn't I? Let me yep. pull it up. It's in the okay. chat. Yeah. So his wife's statement was, this is my last post on Twitter. Frankly, I don't need the hate and vitriol and slander and trash that will be at me. This has never stopped anyway. So it sounds like this has been going on for a long time. Um, we all, all make, I mean, the, the stuff that's been coming at her, not his mm -hmm. situation right here, but we can talk about the history of this in a second. We all make, I'll continue. We all make mistakes. We are all sinners. If you think you aren't, then cast the first stone. To my wonderful followers and friends, thank you for your love, support, friendship, laughs. I will miss this the most. I love you all and wish God's blessings to you. Thank you. And P.S. I'll be deleting right. I'll be, she deleted it basically because she did not want to see the responses. So she deleted her Twitter. And I think at the same time he was at the bar with this situation going on, she was posting photos of her, her with her grandkids at home. I think she must have still been in Columbus. She was posting photos. I love hanging out with my grandkids, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, Aiden, do you have any first thoughts on that? As I sent this to you, I was like, hey, do you want to yeah. talk about this? This is an interesting, this is a, the State of Men podcast. And I had an interesting conversation with a woman yesterday at um, my WeWork about the state of men. She's like, what are you doing? And I said, you know, I'm in transition with my career and I'm in the consulting small business owners. And then also I started a podcast with a friend of mine named the state of men. And her face was like, I could just tell, I said, it's the same. And she goes, oh, hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, so um, we're, ta we're talking about men and, you know, uplifting the whole and my, I have a partner who's a trans man that we're doing this podcast together. And then her face goes, interesting. You know, it was like, <laughs> she's like, I just assumed this was a podcast about as men are being too beta and they need to be more alpha. And uh, I was yeah. like, interesting. I was like, so yeah. I just have to come up with my one headliner after that. But it was interesting to see her reaction. And then she was like, I'm going to listen to your podcast. Can, I, can women listen to your podcast? I said, of course. Yeah. And uh, she pulled it up on Spotify as I was walking out. Nice. So, there you go. Yeah. So, hey anyway. there, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, hi. <laughs> um, I will not state names because, you know, no, no. Pub, you know privacy. privacy issues. Yeah. I so. mean, so my first reaction was, I mean, I think I had a, a multitude of reactions, all these little thoughts coming through at once. Um, and I think they revolve first that it, it went on to, you know, there, there was first this concept of... It just felt because I had her, I had seen the video and heard about the wife statement at the exact same time. So there was no video and then a wife statement. So my hearing about it was kind of all mushed together. And then I had a couple of thoughts. It's like, you know, just another opportunity for like boys to be boys, so to speak, is kind mm -hmm. of what I first gathered, which was like great. Like just another opportunity, like. Pretty much this concept that, like, if you have a guy, yeah, he's dancing with a girl, like, he's coming home to you, or he's, at least he's not sleeping with her, or just this this expectation, almost, of a guy to not hold true to a monogamous relationship that it clearly seems like he is in a monogamous relationship, right? So that that annoyance and just this concept that women also can uphold, like, these what I would consider, which we could debate if you like, like like toxic standards for men of how like you can just claim to be in a monogamous relationship, have a wedding, be very clear about that monogamy, and then be able to go and like put your hand up some girl's dress or go to a strip club or, and I'm not against any of these places, like that's fine. And you know, people are allowed to do what they wanna do. But I think what I'm against is how if it feels like a double standard of like if the woman was out grinding up against a guy and the guy had their hand up the wife's dress and then the dad was home with the kids, 
Like it, I feel like it would have been like, whoa, like, oh my gosh. Right. And it made me think about, um, so I could be a little all over the place, but it made me think about this line in this new, I have no idea who it is, but I heard the song the other day and it says like, you can't make a, a wife out of a hoe. And I've never heard, and I've heard different versions of that coming from men, but I've never heard a woman say, you can't make a husband out of a player or something. I've actually just heard the opposite. I've heard like, well, if he really loves you, right? Like he'll stop, you know, you, you just hear the rom-com of like, even there's like tons of country music songs and they're like, you know, I brought you home and everyone was joking that they'd never thought I'd settle down, but here I am. Right. And it's like, so, so all of that came up and then, and then I had this extra thought revolving around the wife which is women survived through the men in their lives in yeah. history. That's how yeah. they lived. I mean, they couldn't even have a bank account. They couldn't even right. hold their own money. They couldn't have their own land. Like, this so is, this wow. was this is a good point. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's a survival mechanism. It's that's why I think women have this like stereotype of like being catty against one another and like picking the man over their girlfriend, right? Like their friend. And it's like, because that's how they survive. That's like picking a ship over a broken, you know, door frame that you're going to swim in in the ocean. It's like, there's no, it, it, so, so to me, it's like, that's how it's just still embedded within the, the woman culture of like, men are your survival mechanism. So if you're going to have a mm. prosperous life, you do need a man there. You need that. And so, hey, he f gets drunk and dances with some girl. So what? Oh, he goes to the, he sees some boobs at a, at a strip club and gets served some steak. Who cares, right? Like he's still paying for your bills, isn't he? He's still showing up to Sunday night dinner, isn't he? Um, and so I kind of had some compassion in, the, in that sense of like, do I think what she said was appropriate? Uh, I disagree. I don't know what her exact family life is like. Maybe I, I really don't know. Um, but I'm also very, I, I'm also the type of person where like, if you were like, if this was, if Jane Lee was the woman in this video and that was another man, like we would, it would be like, oh, like we would probably, I don't know, maybe I'm too stir. I don't know. Like I, my first thought is like, if you cheat on me, like we are done, like it is over. Because one of the big parts of this relationship is monogamy. And that mm -hmm. is something that people have to choose over and over and over, right? You go to a club, you see a girl you're attracted to, and you choose, you know, to not engage because you are, you know, you have love, you have a relationship, you have family, and to you, right? So speaking for myself, that is more important than like, you know, having sex or hooking up with somebody that I don't plan on having a relationship with. I see the long-term as yep. much more beneficial to my being than having sex with some chick. Right. Um, right. So, and that's my own. I heard it this week. It was like, there's a difference between lust and love. And when you're a young man, you know, like with testosterone overtaking everything, it's like, you don't really know the difference between that. It's like, you think yeah. lust and love are the same. Yeah. But that's kind of mm -hmm. what, what his definition when I was listening is exactly kind of what you described. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, that was kind of a lot, right? So I had all yeah, of these different thoughts and feelings around it. And at the end of the day, I also have compassion for a family unit that's being attacked, whether the attack is correct or incorrect on a moral, like a, a societal moral level that like, who who's going to say anything about their dad who is super popular right. and really successful and has brought in tons of money that who's going to say like, Oh my God, my dad's such a dick. I can't believe he did that. Like, you're not going to do that, especially when clearly they're very revolved around faith and there's something yep. wrong with that. It's just, you know, I think that the whole sinners con co comment, the Gigi in yes. her Instagram profile says saved by Jesus which is fine. Like I have nothing against any faith or any religion based life. And it sounds like this concept of like, we're all sinners and we all need forgiveness. And maybe that's okay for them. Maybe. Right. I, I don't know. I just, yeah. So that's my rambling of all the millions of thoughts that were going through my mind when I saw and kind of read the article and the video and stuff. 
So do you think I can give my opinion too? Cause I have some thoughts. Yeah, on please. It. Do you, so one question, do you think he should lose his job because of this? So I think that's an interesting conversation because I think, I think there, it's hard. Cause I think at some point there's, you become a public figure. Right. And if the reputation of the NFL, it's the reputation of the NFL is not good to begin with. We have <laughs> yeah. lots of people who have done terrible things to other people that are very famous and making lots of money in the NFL. It's just yeah. the truth. So yeah. there's a man who beat the crap out of his woman on camera and like played football the next day, you know, so, and like there's story after story after story of this in right. the NFL. Right. So I think it's up to the NFL to decide if they think that they want to have that. I think I'm, you know, I'm, I think that businesses should have their own morals and their own standards. And then the consumers are able to decide if they'd like to spend their money and their time on that business, which upholds those specific morals. So if it was my company, yeah, like he would probably be fired purely on on multitudes of levels, but also just because of it's just not a good look. It's not especially mm -hmm. I watch the NFL and they have been like there is there are more female newscasters, sportscasters. There are more um, women on the field as far as coaches and stuff. They're trying to really bring that in. And it's it's not a good look. So but I mean, it's up to that company to decide if that's what they, what they want to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, I cannot get rid I mean, of I'd this. I'd fire his ass. One second. That's again, that's me. Mike is constantly still choking. He's still in recovery from earlier. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Um, luckily I have this mute button ready to go. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, I was reading a lot of this stuff and watching it. Well, wait, said, wait, do you think that he should be fired? That's well, my that, question. This is, yeah, yeah. So my, my thought was like, when do you separate? We can dive into this in a little bit, but when do you, like, how do personal actions dictate business decisions? Because mm. if this was, this is not at a business event, right? This was his, True. because of the public figures thing you said, this is, he's a football coach. Right. So his job is to coach the football team. Now there's leadership examples, which is different. Right. But like this was at a bar outside of the game, outside of his workplace. So it's like, when do we take. I don't know. I just, I don't know the real answer to that, right, but it's, it's, right. it's something that I can't, was thinking about. So, well, well, the one thing I'll say there though is that he's taking pictures. And like at some, it's kind of the same thing. Like if someone took a picture of you while you were out eating and then yep. they posted that as part of their media and press or whatever, that's right. illegal. But once you become a public figure, that's why paparazzi is allowed to like show up at your family, whatever, right. while you're at the beach and take photos of you, like looking terrible in that one millisecond. So I think that because of his reputation, and especially in that moment, I mean, he is a representation of the NFL and and, and pretty much anywhere else he's right. Because some of those people maybe were Ohio State fans and that's where they were like, oh, my God, like, right. And yeah. I also then there's also the concept of the woman saying and posting on her Snapchat, like, who is this guy? Get him away from me type of thing. So that well, she didn't I say that. Is, so, oh, I thought you said that she did. She posted on it was like, who is this guy that's flirting with me? She didn't say get him. Oh, away. OK. Okay. Right. Okay. I thought. And okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So there wasn't my, at, at least I, the stuff I have seen. There wasn't a thing about get away because she was dancing in his lap. You know, like okay. So there was consent, he, is what you're he, saying. Yeah, he wasn't pushing okay. her away to be like, "Yo, back off, girl." You know, <laughs> or back off, woman. There was no pushing her away, but he wasn't pulling her in either. At least the video that was showed, right. he just was la allowing her to do it. So it seemed like there was a consent happening between the two okay. adults. Gotcha. I thought that too, but the, I, I I misunderstood what you said earlier. So yeah, thanks sorry. for clearing that up. So I think um, it's been interesting to watch the media. 
how they have narrated the say like a woman is dancing on urban Meyer's lap, you know, and said, and so they, that's exactly what's happening. But I feel like when I'm reading these things, it's not, it's like allowing a little bit urban Meyer off the hook, the way that things are kind of told or said. And I'm like, this is a grown ass man who has a history of issues in college football. So I don't know all of the issues, you know, there is, you can look up his old stuff. He has like issues with team members or coaches being racist. He's hired mm. people making race comments. I have He's no had, idea about right. any so of this. There's a lot of his, history of behavior with Urban Meyer, a toxic locker room environment, I guess was happening at Ohio state. And then he, he's had to retire twice now because of health issues so he's quote unquote retired due to health issues from coaching two different teams. And then he's come back to take another coaching position. And I grant it that's coming that somebody's skin has fallen off. I understand taking time away <laughs> due to health issues, but what's happened is he's left the teams and I guess things have imploded in this way of this t environment that he set up that wasn't healthy. So it's one thing I've looked at is this a one-time incident and it's not, there's been a lot of mm. back issues that have happened. So there's already an issue going on. And the way that he did his apology video with looking down at the ground, and we can put all these links in the show notes so you can see them. He did that's the same way he did the video when he lost. Right. So it's very similar to because I was like, okay, is he just looking at the ground when he's doing his video? And I was like, okay, there's something else going on with this dude. Right? Like there's something else happening. And then he's drinking out at a bar. So we have alcohol mixed into that. Nothing really good comes from drinking, you know, a lot of times in these public environments especially when you're like an unhappy person, like in this way, his football team was zero and four. So he's not winning what he's accustomed to. And he's getting probably a lot of hate as a coach to be like, you're not doing right. it correctly. Right. So, I, but when I saw the video and then I was like, okay, this is just another guy that can't handle the shit, like going out, <laughs> I'm not going to go out to a bar right now and let some girl just dance on me. You know, like yeah. I'm, I got, you know, it's not going to happen. Like, cause mm -hmm. I know the life that I am living at this moment. It's like, that can all go away in an instant. And I asked Kate when I read to her what Shelly said, um, urban's wife. And she goes, I would have a much different reaction. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and I said, what, you know, and I asked her right before we started recording and it's like the way she said her response to me, which I will not share because I didn't ask her if I could share it, but it's like, I almost started crying. I was like, fuck, mm. that's the end of our relationship. You know, that yeah. basically if she was like, it was something about like, this is the man's problem and you have to go fix your shit. Like go mm. fix it. You're not giving a good example to this family. And she would be, she was just like, you'd be out. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to hang out here. You're not coming back yeah. to the house. Yeah. You know? And so when I look at these, this information and when I hear about this stuff, there's not so the couple of the interviews I saw were women interviewing men about their response to how to handle Urban Meyer. So it was men giving their opinions, but being interviewed by a woman. And I'm like, nobody's asked the woman, the women in the sports world. These were all in the sports world. What's her opinion? What do you think? And I can right. like the women's faces asking these questions in my head. I'm just like their their dialogue is like, here we fucking go again, like again, <laughs> again, again, right? And so, but nobody's holding, everybody's looking at it from a coach standpoint and holding it professional, but I feel like there's a bigger issue from a man perspective as two men talking here. Like we have to hold this man accountable for his actions because what he was doing, I am not, if I do go to a bar, I'm not going to walk around, let some woman dance on my lap mm -hmm. and then just start grabbing her. You know, right. what What everybody got up in arms about what Donald Trump said, that sentence that came out with Access Hollywood tape, is what Urban Meyer just did on camera. Right. And, he, and it's going to be, he gets to keep a $5 million a year coaching position, right? So there's this, and allow this to happen. So then with Shelly, Kate's reaction was like, this is not what I will allow to go on. And I would have a much stricter response than what she did. I also want to give her like... You know, it's like Shelly was probably forced to put out a, a statement. You know, people were like, you got to put something out. You got to say something. You got to say something. It was probably very quick after she found out. And if you're not in the public all dealing with this all the time and how to get responses and this, it's mm -hmm. just like, okay, well, I forgive. We all make mistakes. Let's move on. And I'm out. And then you got to deal you with this. You can't say 
you can't, yeah, you can't, I mean, you just can't. Like, unless she was ready to divorce this man, right. she she can't say she's not in a position. I have no idea how she, if she makes any income on her own. Right. Right. Like, or if it's all connected to this coaching job, which it seems like it probably is. Like, so it can't be, she cannot respond. You can't respond truthfully in public. No. You can't say, I'm still processing this. I am really shocked at my husband's actions yes. and I will let people know how I'm feeling when I'm able to process. Like that's not right. an appropriate response. Like the media is that's like, Nope, we're not taking that. Give us something else. We're not <laughs> writing the that most as honest, ours. appropriate response right. you can give, but they're like, that's not, that's not going to sell us clips, you know? Right. And so I think with, I think it kind of turned into her message and then she deleted the tweet. She's not even on Twitter anymore. And so it's not about, I don't think it's really it like turned to like, what's Shelly going to do? What's she going to do? What's she going to do? Right. Yeah. The focus. And it, yeah. And then focus is not, should not be on her. It should be because that needs to be handled internally inside the family dynamic. Like he has to now go to his daughters. He has to go sit at their faces to be like, I fucked up. Does he you know? Though? Like, I don't, does maybe. he need to? He doesn't have to. I don't think he has to. I think that the dynamic to. we've built for men, especially men of power and um, yes. presence and financial gain, they don't, right? Mm. They don't have, like, I don't think he will have to, right? Like, I think someone within the family would have to be like, Dad, I want to sit down with you. Now, of course, this is all an assumption. I have no idea how this right. family is run. And now having given some more information about how you're saying he's acted in the past that has affected the family. Yes. And so I would assume that they haven't talked about it in the past or right. Like, or it's been, maybe they have, but I think I as don't know. you get a lot of heat, you know, it's like coming from, it's like, <sighs> It's like as you're dealing with somebody that gets a lot of heat, you kind of just build an armor that the out the rest of the world is a little crazy. True. Right? And so you kind of it's almost you get a little blindsided what the reality is in a disillusioned, way. Disillusioned. Right. Yeah, disillusioned. And I think I mean, I think for a healthy dynamic, but as you said, we've built up this this culture exists where as a man we can just kind of get away with this stuff. And it's fun. like, okay, let me get heat for 48 hours. I'll take it. Bring it, you know? Okay, mm -hmm. great. Next week mm -hmm. is going to go away. And I think to answer the question I asked you about, should he lose his job on a moral standpoint? Like it's not good for dynamic of the team. It's like, why don't you get on the, like, if your team just sucked and you lose, <laughs> why do you stay back? But everyone else has to get on a plane. It's like, you have enough money. You can just fly back with the team and turn around and fly right back to Columbus. To be like, okay, let me show up on both. Let me support both of my families. But then it's a hard, right? It's a difficult situation. It's, it's like a challenging, what, what is the best way to handle a situation? But also not putting your, like as a coach of a professional football team, you have to know what the hell you're doing. Like you have to be right. better than, as a dude, like I have to be responsible man to show up. Like how I'm teaching my kids not teaching them, but like how I want to show up for my kids or show up for my team or tell my team to be a unit or act in this. So whatever you're telling your team in the locker room as a coach, you have to kind of show up that way for yourself. And yeah, it's a family dynamic. I think it's a, a family dynamic, people, you right. know, and you're pretty it much is. saying like, I could put our family in jeopardy by my actions. And so yeah. you're lacking the trust, you know? So yeah. I mean, I, and as, especially knowing people, his if, past, like I would have if, fired him. For sure. I, I don't think I would have hired him, right? Like as the right. as the <laughs> owner true. to be like, this guy comes with a lot of complications. True. Is this going to be good? And I find it fascinating how people that show up with a lot of problems keep getting hired in these high profile positions just because it, it they could win football games or win games. Yeah. It's like you gotta money. separate the morals. That's it's where money, you get right? the money. You get the money and that's really what yeah. it all comes down to. So I would if I was the owner of the Jaguars, I would you're gonna take a massive loss. Like he if he gets fired today, I'm sure there's some in his contract, he's gonna get paid out his full contract. But it's like are the trust that you built with your players and mm -hmm. is that is that salvageable, right? Can we salvage mm -hmm. that? Because if the goal is to win football games and you can't even trust the head coach of your team, like this isn't gonna work. Right. So, and I mean, you get paid, 
you get paid a lot of money because you're not just on, you're not just working when you're working, right? Like you no. are walking the streets and people are like, oh my God, it's Coach Meyer. Let me get a photo. Yeah. Like you are on all the time. And so it's not, you're getting paid $5 million a year not to come in and work for, you know, 25 weeks out of the year for a, a 17 week, you know, season, right? You're, you're on all the time. And so you're that's, representative. You know, yep. Right. Right. And I think that's, I, I think that's where a lot of, you know, high paying, I think that's where a lot of high paying jobs come from. It's not necessarily always the value you're bringing during your working hours. It's the representation you're having all of the time. And that's what celebrities talk about. That's what, where, why they're like, you know, it, this is great, but the fact that I can't walk down the fucking block, and I've got to pay, you know, $54 million for my house because it has to be in this secluded area where you've got security in order for me to walk my dog. Like, you know, I mean, it, it, it loses some of its shine, I think, right? And they yep. get paid that much money because they're always on. Because they can't just go to the mall and get a pretzel from Annie Ann's and walk, you know what I mean? Like, into Claire's with their five-year-old. Like, it's not, it's not something they could do. So... I mean, you know, like, but again, I think it, it also depends, you, you know, like for a lot of these NFL owners, I mean, money is the end all be all. And like, I would like to think that if I became a billionaire, like these owners are, I would still have the morals to be like, like you said, first, not even hire them to begin with. And second, if someone was to act in this way, it would come down to like money aside, like you're, this is not who... I want around. This is not the, I don't want to make money that's attached to this type of action. Yeah. I think it's like you surround, who are you surrounding yourself with in your company? And then also in your, to lead the team, right? If you're leading the team. And I think it's even, you know, it's like your group of guy friends, like we can look at this. So I want to bring it big picture and practical for yeah. men listening, because this is, Sorry, somebody's running the Vitamix in the background. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. Okay. Um, <laughs> like people, I'm recording a podcast. What are you doing? So basically, it's like we can look at this Urban Meyer being like, that's not our problem, right? That's like as a man to be like, that's okay. He can do better. He should do better. But we have to hold ourselves accountable even in our little men's circles, could be five of us mm. sitting around in the same type of situations happening and we're going out drinking and we see somebody doing the same thing. It's like, it's not acceptable because how many women have experienced the same thing that this woman experienced at the bar. And there's an element of it's kind of being, I'm not there. I'm not with this woman. Right. But it was an element. It was being a little, um, you said the word earlier. Now I can't, um, the consent, consent? right? Mm -hmm. Like the consent was there and, but how many times do we, are women at a bar where there's there's not consent? And right. things are just like happening. And like all, as men, we see this take place and we don't say anything to our buddies about it. So it's like we have to hold better standards for our own dudes when we're in those circles. Right. And let's say there is consent. Let's say <laughs> you're at you're at the bar, you're anywhere with your friends, and you've got your one friend who's married with kids and this girl, you start seeing him dancing with this girl in a, in a less, in a more than just like, cause the other thing too is I think that as a man at a bar, you should be allowed to talk to a woman. Like this shouldn't yes. be, you shouldn't not be allowed to talk to them. You shouldn't not be allowed to have, have a good time and laugh and like, you know, just be a, a human with a human having a good time out. Totally appropriate. Yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. And well, there is a conversation around men that I see where it's like, I can't be friends with women. Well, that exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, you right. can be friends. With you women. can be friends. <laughs> it's just, you're thinking you have to have sex with women all the time. Right. right? It's, right. Or it, you know, it's such a fucked up scenario. It's such a <laughs> messed up situation where we live. Where I listened to a podcast this week that was talking about, he's like, I don't know if I can be friends with women. I'm like, I mean, you this kid was like 20, 26 or something, you know, he's young. And yeah. I've heard this a lot, especially from younger men, where it's like, that's, that's, that's it. You, there's no value. Well, right. Right. So, so anyway, that's another topic, but go ahead. Sorry. To right. You. 
Well, really, really quick on that topic. That's because these young men or men in general are choosing to be friends or thinking of only friendships with women with people that they're sexually attracted to and right. not even giving the light of day to women and women's actual character and who they are in their personality. Because the reality is, is that if you just looked at women for their personality, you would be able to be friends with all types of women, women that you are attracted to women that you don't find attractive women that are all sizes and variations of, of, of human bodies. So mm -hmm. that's another conversation, as you said, because those men are choosing to only engage with men with women that they find attractive. And mm -hmm. then saying, I can't be friends with her. Look how hot she is. Right? <laughs> right. It's like, okay, that's okay. So we can go off on another episode <laughs> there. Um, and if you have a friend who is in a monogamous relationship that you are aware of and has children, like children or not children, honestly, just a monogamous relationship, and you see them engaging in things that are like this video, there sh you should be able to and should go up to him and say, hey, dude, like Shelly, what's her name or whoever her name is, like, what are you doing? Like this is like, to my knowledge, y'all are monogamous. And I keep using that language monogamous because some people are polyamorous. And so this right. would be appropriate. If you have a friend who's polyamorous, this would be totally appropriate and be like, Correct. no problem. Yeah, great. And if you know that they're not, you can't just as a bystander to be a good friend to uphold, right? Like what we're bringing together with this podcast and in this, the state of men, like you have to say something you have to be like dude probably like getting too close like do you we need to go to another bar or is your friend intoxicated that he's not making decisions for himself anymore and he is letting the alcohol make decisions for him or whatever maybe the drugs or whatever he's on right so keeping that in mind and being able to have that conversation is really important in all of this and holding each other accountable. That's what it comes down to. The accountability measurement of like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, yes. this is like, we need to leave. Like, if you can't yeah. make a good decision, I'm going to try to make one for you because you're under the influence. And that's what friends do. They try to say like, Hey, if you were sober, this would not be good. And so I'm going to try to help you. And if you're going to keep doing this, even though I've talked to you, like, I think I'm going to leave because I can't see you go against who I know you truly are because of this intoxication. Or I also can't like engage with you, like really potentially fucking up your children's lives, your wife's life, just because you're trying to like, you know, get your rocks off for one night for one night. Like, just like There's go to your hotel room, like do your own thing. It's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. like don't, don't just don't, it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth but there's also something else that like we've you know with alcohol it brings out it lowers our defenses right so in the thing i have a very negative light on like a negative outlook on alcohol hands down like i'll just say it i'll talk about it in the future i don't think we need it i think it's over we 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 give it a thing where it's like this substance that's approved and it's acceptable but then we look at like weed as a problem and I've done all of these substances. I have done cocaine and mushrooms and ecstasy and like a lot of drugs right in my life. But just like alcohol is this thing that it's okay. Everything's fine. But what, what I notice when people are drinking with alcohol is especially probably with urban, what was going on in this situation, because you can tell in the, the photo that was taken, it could be a bad photo, right? The thing, but it looks like he's tired, right? He's tired. And when we get, you know, especially when we're drinking, we get very sleepy, especially the older we can get, we, we can see it more and it lowers our defenses. And so there could be a situation where it's like going to therapy could be helpful to talk about these things, but we, we go and we drink and then now we can feel softer or to be like, maybe there's a problem at home. And it's like, I just need to talk to somebody about it. And this woman at the bar is so friendly. And it's like, why can't my wife be like you, you know, in this, yeah. how our mind shifts. Right. And, and it's like seeing in that it's like, you're not dealing with the issue that's happening at home. You're bringing that to the bar. So it's the same thing. It's not that people say, don't bring your work home. It's like, you're bringing your problems to the bar and you're looking for an escape. First, it's like as, as a man for a woman situation, it's like seeing the bar is the escape of my problems. And then I'm going to find a person to escape with those issues as well. 
And I think right. it is a, a place when are we are going out with our dudes. And if our, we have a constant friend that's going in this situation, it's like, dude, you need to chill. Like we need to figure out a new way to cope with our situation instead of going to the bar or out to drinks or, you know, all that stuff all the time. Um, cause as guys, we don't know, we're not like told to talk about these things or it's the whole narrative of like men, boys don't cry. We don't cry at sports. You know, you're being a girl by crying and you know, sport, mm -hmm. you know, with all this narrative we're told where it's like crying is actually, I learned this week more. So listening to this guy, Mr. Jason Wilson about tears are a stress reliever. And as boys at a young age, we're told, do not cry, right? You don't see coaches, sports, athletes. It's the toughness, it's the yelling, it's the screaming, you know, and that narrative is what has been perpetrated inside of sports over and over and over again. And if releasing tears is a stress relief, but we're told to bottle it up, we're just like in this, mm -hmm. we're a bottle ready to explode, right? It's mm -hmm. like all the time. And so this is, we ha find these outlets to release these things. And we see it in the NFL, whether it's through, and most of these issues that have happened publicly in NFL are alcohol, alcohol problems, right? It's like they're mm -hmm. under the influence. They do something stupid. They have to come back out. And like, what's Urban Meyer really remember about that night if he was drinking a bunch? Not much, yeah. right? Probably. Right. right. And yeah, so it's just, it's, yeah, it's just, it's like, we have some work to do as men yeah. listening here at the state of men. And that mm -hmm. starts at home. It starts at home. It starts with the people we see on a daily basis. It starts with ourselves. It starts with us dealing with our stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and even if you're not someone who's going to be getting photos taken of them at yeah. the bar, right? It's like you just it's it's a it's it's a moral compass that's with inside too. Yes. You know that what you know. One thing I like when people say, "Oh, I was drunk," or and and like they cheat or do something, or they're like, "Well, I just I had a lapse of judgment or whatever." It's like you always know when you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. You always know. It always comes up. Always, mm -hmm. no matter even small things, you're like, oh, I can't believe I said that. But you ignore it. You ignore the voice, and you can you can you don't apologize, or you continue on with however you're acting. And so so it's like you have to just tap in and really listen to that, because then you go home, and then you have to deal with your kid and your wife and this family, and you know that you've got something that could destroy all of it, and then you just keep holding on to it tighter. Instead of just, you know, have, cause the reality is, is like, maybe there, I believe that you can make mistakes and you mm -hmm. can absolutely heal from those mistakes. Agreed. And what those mistakes are and the circumstances around them are something that you and your partner should decide on, right? Like you're the only ones who can decide if like you should stay together after something happens or if you shouldn't or right. And everyone's going to have something different. Some people are going to be like, it's not a big deal. It's really not. And that's something that you and your partner have to decide and then probably come up with clear, clear rules of engagement. Right? right. So like if you are, if, you know, if, if you think that this is an okay video and you're listening, you should go to your partner and show them the video and say, Hey, is this okay? Because I think it is. And I want to know how you think. And if they say that's totally fine, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> great. Great. Then you guys are on the same page and you get to act in that way and your partner gets to act as whoever, whether it's the man or the woman in that situation, and you all have a perfect understanding and that's totally fine. And if you think it's totally fine and your partner says it's not, then we need to act, like, y'all need to sit down and really work through that because that is a dilemma in itself, right? Some people, some right. wives and partners don't care if their guy goes to a strip club. They really don't. Like I've met women who just really think it's not a big deal. And that's yep. right. Cool. Awesome. Like if I go to a strip club, Jane Lee's pissed. It's like, she's not happy. It is not where she wants me to be. Right. And so it's like, okay, we're clear. I've, Great. you know, awesome. And so Great. I think that so let is... her know the first state of men outing. We're going to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then I'm going home with you because I won't have, she will change the locks. Right. So that's a clear yeah. indication there of what my life would actually be. Um, yeah. But, but I will also say that we've had conversations. So when I, I have gone to a strip club for a friend's bachelor party and it was, we had a conversation about it. She wasn't thrilled. 
I still wanted to go for the celebration of my friend. There were going to be other people there that she trusted. And it was clear. It was like, listen, I'm not getting a lap dance. I'm not, you know, doing anything besides participating in the fun of like being around the people. And there's going to be like some naked chicks there. And yeah. that's right. Like it, it was very clear. It's not like you're, I'm going to sit in the front row and I'm going to be putting. So it was a very clear thing. And like I have told her, like, and I can't recall if she actually went to the strip club or not, but um, I told her, like, you know, if there was a bachelor party and they were going to a strip club, like, let's just talk about it. Like, what are the things that are appropriate and I feel okay with and what are not? Like, it's fine. Like, oh, you know, like this would be okay and this would not. So I think having those clear boundaries and then you can just, everyone can have fun and everyone can enjoy themselves and their sexuality and how they express that. And it's just not as big as a deal. Right. And then if yep. someone shows you a video of someone doing this, you could be like, I, we've, we've talked about this. Like, this is okay right. with me. And if it's yeah, not okay like with you, urban, that's fine. Ur urban Meyer and his wife's conversation at home could have been something like this to be like, Shelly could have been like urban you got caught, dude. You know, we already had this agreement years ago that this is fine, but don't do it with cameras around, you idiot. You know, like they could have had, like, we don't know, right? It could have been this whole thing, or it could have, she walks right. home and was like, what the hell is going on? Like the whole blind side would be pissed, right? And yeah. it could be, I think it's such a great recommendation to be like, what it's like, because we can sit here and judge this whole thing over and over and over. And the news is already doing that, right? It's like, I just went on down right. all this and, you know, it's, but it's, you don't know what their agreements are inside their house. Right. And what they're comfortable with and what they're okay with. And I think as we bring this home to our own homes and as you are taught, you are, if you're single and looking for partners, it's getting clear on what their, what your expectations are as well as them. Um, and also remember that it will change <laughs> just because I say, Oh yeah, right. watching that video, no problem right now. In three months, your partner might not like that like that video anymore. Because yeah. there's also maybe something happened in their life that they blocked out and then they came back. You and know, I've seen something. it go the opposite. I've yes. seen it be very restricted in monogamy and then after twenty five years they're like, Hey, you wanna have a threesome? Like you right. wanna get someone else in here? Like you wanna explore this, you wanna explore that? And that's again, it's all based around the consent of of each person in the partnership. And the relationship. And I used to judge very harshly. And I was like, you're monogamous. What do you mean polyamory? And then I'd like actually just sat down and talked to a polyamorous couple and started to understand and break down like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, you mean everyone's not just like me? Everyone doesn't have all the exact same feelings that I have if I picture this or that, you know? And, and then realizing like everyone's allowed to do what they want to do. Um, as long as there's an agreement mm -hmm. within the two, if there's a partnership, there's an agreement. Um, and I mm -hmm. think that's also where I was standing with the business of like, if the business is okay with that, then they don't have to fire him. If it was my business, he'd be fired. And yep. as you said, he probably, probably wouldn't have been hired. To, he wouldn't have been hired to begin with given a, the track record. So, and that's just kind of the belief that I think people should have a right to, you know, run things how they want to run them and also being transparent and right. Like Chick-fil-A can donate to whoever the hell they want to, and they're never going to get a dollar from me. And that's mm -hmm. how I'm going to show my response It's like, great, whatever you want to do. Awesome. And like, I'm never, you're never going to see a penny from me. Right. And so that's how I control my, my way of interacting with them is like, cool. I don't go there. Yep. There's a lot of places I don't go because of that, right? So, you know, money's power in a lot of ways, especially with the NFL. I mean, shit. It is power that's... right now. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know? if he keeps so... losing, he's not going to be there, right? They're no. Gonna be... And it won't be, you know, it's like they can use all they want about saying, you know, it could start from this video that that was the thing to be like, okay, <laughs> well, what's happening? You know, but if he right. goes 0-7, 0-8, 0-9, like, you're not going <laughs> to... You're not going to keep your job, buddy. You know, there's going to be, no, if you started off on, on game four of your NFL career <laughs> with a giant controversy, like it's not going to happen, but it's, yeah. I mean, I think we're in an interesting paradigm of like the world because it's so much of this justice work, let's say has been brought up, but it's like, how does that affect business in this culture that we're currently in and how do we mm -hmm. navigate these? And I think it's like what you said is take it on an individual basis 
and have moral standards that you follow it by and what's going to work for you and what's not going to not. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've, we're no longer in the era of just like when you're off the clock, you're off the clock. I just, because of social media, because of all of those things, it's, it's just, it's no longer there. So that argument is, is not, is null and void at this moment in time. And I don't see it ever going like going backwards to like, you know, that type of life where it's like, well, I wasn't, I wasn't on the clock. It's like kids getting suspended because they got into a fight at the mall over the weekend. It's like, you know, it's just like the moral standards and the, you know, that be bringing that into where you go to school or where you work and all of those things. So, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, curious what other people's thoughts are really curious about other people's thoughts in this conversation. I really, really suggest if you feel comfortable to go watch this video and if you have a partner and if you feel however you feel like if they feel comfortable watching it, like share it with them and have a conversation about what y'all's boundaries are and out even more. So if you were to share this with anyone, it would be with your other guy friends, be with the other guy friends for sure. And how, like, you know, I, I don't even really care if you share it with your wife or your partner. Uh, that's I really care more that you share it with your other guy friends and you say like, what do you think about friends. this? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I'm going to do that. And what do you? That's think? a good recommendation. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Cool. Um, I will do it too. And you can let us know. We have multiple ways of reaching us. So one way you can reach us is you go. You can go to thestateofmen.com and you can just fill out the contact form and just let us know your thoughts. And also, if you have topics that you'd like us to discuss, that'd be great. You can also reach either of us, um, Aiden at thestateofmen.com, Mike at thestateofmen.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at thestateofmen podcast and you can comment on one of the posts or you can just send us a dm if that makes you feel more comfortable and you could also leave us a review that would be a little different than letting us know what you think of Mm -hmm. this topic but overall letting us know how you feel about the podcast so far so wherever you're listening to this podcast go ahead leave us uh i mean i love a five-star review but be honest let us know how you really feel okay don't feel pressured um But if you do give us a review and you do like us, I would highly encourage a five-star review that does help us just get more out there. Let's have this conversation with more guys than we're having now. And let's really like grow this community and make the difference that we all want to make within our lives, within the brotherhood of community. And that will affect the rest of the world. We really believe that here on The State of Men. So... Any, any final thoughts, Mike, or you're feeling good? I feel good. Awesome. I love it. Well, we appreciate y'all, and we will catch you in the next episode.